0: Welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Taking the faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Welcome to the month of August. Amen. And, um, in this first service in this month, this month of August, I have decided to take on a series just for the first service, um, through the month, which will run maybe five parts of it. And, um, we will be able to deal with other things in the second and third services. Um, that been on my heart from the beginning of the year, to be able to have a time where we are able to drop some teachings that have to do with how we become more productive in our business endeavors, how we begin to express the success that God had embedded in us as believers. So I'm starting a series titled The Entrepreneur Mandates. And we will be running for five first services through the month of August. The Entrepreneur Mandates. So I'm going to be touching on things that deal with um, the Christian entrepreneur and how everyone that is a believer is called to a life of contribution. Amen. Alright, so that's what we're going to be dealing with. So this morning, permit me to just do um, a few introductions, and then we'll kick kick off from there. When we start talking about something as important as this, it is because God is interested in his people uh, positioning themselves uh, in an advantageous place. In the sense that if God has a man in the White House, it's a plus to the kingdom. If God has a man in Assal Rock, it is a plus to the kingdom. If God has a man um, in the Forbes um, circle, it's a plus to the kingdom of God. If God has a man um, in OPEC, Hallelujah, is a plus to the kingdom. Uh, and there are different circles in which um, the world um, uh, that affects the world. All right, there are different circles, there are different groups, there are different cliques, and God wants His people in all of those groups. Some time ago, somebody made a statement as well. It was a church and. Um, And, um, the pastor was talking to a group of believers, and then he said to them, um, here in Nigeria, we have two, um, there are several political parties, but there are always like two, um, leading parties, you know. And then he said to them, he announced in church and said, look, I want to tell you, all of you church members, please, some of you should join, um, Um, Then the leading party was PDP Some of you should join PDP Then he said some of you should join um, The other opposition party He said please all of you should not join PDP Amen And all of you should not join this other party Make sure you are everywhere Glory to God He said because if you are everywhere That means that wherever power falls We are there Amen And the truth is that God wants his people In every circle I will just introduce I have like Three opening scriptures. So I'll start with Matthew 28. okay? I just want to show you something there, and then we um, build from that. So I'm talking about the entrepreneurial mandate. Don't forget that. In Matthew 28, you see that Jesus was giving what we've come to know as the Great Commission. And then, he said there, I'll read from verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, he had to say this because of what he wanted to say to them. He had to say this for them to understand that he had the authority to give them a mandate. If somebody, like a police officer, comes to arrest an individual, and let's assume he's not putting on a uniform, the first thing he does is to establish his authority. He could bring out his badge and say, I'm a police officer. If say abroad, say you say FBI. Or you will say CIA or something. What he's showing to you is that he has the authority to do the next thing he wants to do. Amen. Then he says you are under arrest. Now in the same way, Jesus was about to communicate a mandate. But the first thing he did was to establish his authority. He said, look, 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 look. All authority in heaven and in earth is given unto me Based on that, he now told them this, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, even if you are not a Bible scholar and you read this scripture just with an educational orientation, Without any spiritual debt, you will see something clearly. The first thing is that, he said, teach the nations. That means he's expecting that the nations will follow you. Hallelujah. He said, baptizing them. You can't baptize someone by force. Baptism is something that someone has to consent to. Are you understanding me? Mean? It has to be a willing exercise. That means that when you teach them, you will be, make them willing. Is that not so? This is talking about influence. Everybody say influence. In essence, God, Jesus was saying, look, go and influence the nations. Amen. Go and influence the nations. That's what we're saying. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. It means that, now, um, we, we could go on and on, on and on, talking about, um, when we say all nations. All nations. We all know that when he referred to nations he's not just talking about nigeria united kingdom ghana he's not talking about countries as we know them today the word translated nations actually means people groups hallelujah all right people groups that means that he's talking about different circles of people amen and all of you here listening to me fall into different circles some of you fall into more than one circle hallelujah what do I mean you are a student maybe you are doing a postgraduate program in University of Port Harcourt as though you are a student so if we want to reach out to students you fall into that circle but at the same time you work for the river state government. So if we talk about civil servants, you also still fall into that circle. Are you understanding me? At the same time, you are Yoruba. So if we look for Yorubas that live in river states, are you understanding me? You fall into that circle. So if you look, you have just you fall into three people groups. Amen. Are you listening to me? So what Jesus was saying is that Penetrate these people groups and influence them. That's the mandate. It's a penetrate them and influence them. Why? In as much as you belong to more than one group, one social circle, You'll find that you might be more committed to one social circle than another. There are some of you that maybe when you were in university, you had you were a member of many clubs. You were a member of uh, Science uh, National Association of Science Students. Then you are also a member of your department's. Uh, um, uh, fellowship, um, what do you call it now, um, group or association. You understand that maybe in the sciences you are you are studying biochemistry. Then they have biochemistry uh, students association. You are still a member of that one. Are you understanding me? Then at the same time they have uh, something like um, what you might call uh, rotary something, something something. You belong to that one. Are you understanding me? All those are people groups. But in all the people groups, there might be one that you are more committed to than the other. In the sense that if somebody only reaches one out of the three groups that you belong to, he might not still reach you. Are you understanding me? Let's assume you belong to National Association of Science Students. You belong to Biochemistry Union of Students. Are you understanding me? Then someone tried to reach the Association of science students, but you are not in that meeting. Are you understanding me? You have not been attending, so they didn't reach you, but you belong to that group. Are you understanding me? But if he comes to the biochemistry uh, circle, he will surely meet you, you don't miss that one. Are you understanding me? Now, God designed the strategy of changing the world in such a way that not some people groups, but all people groups will be penetrated. Amen. Are we together? And he's giving us, as believers, the mandates to ensure that we strategize to reach all these people groups. And that reaching them, all of them don't have one pattern. Amen. There are different strategies on how to penetrate the different groups. In every ocean, there are different fishes. There are different species. There is a way to catch catch a shark. And there's a way to catch a salmon. Are you understanding me? There's a way to catch uh a catfish. Eh? And different from how to catch a whale. All of them fall into the fish family. But the strategy you can't use a hook to catch a whale. Are you understanding me? So that you are a master in using the hook does not mean you will catch a whale one day. Never. So, you have to be able to learn how to use the different strategies to reach the different groups of people. Am I communicating? Alright, but this is where we are going to with this. It has said, Go ye therefore into and, and, and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now, this is what we have known as the Great Commission. Now. For the fact that God told the church to go and teach all nations. I love the way the Revised Standard Version now in all the translations of Matthew 28, uh, verse 18 to 20. The best translation that best communicates the idea is Revised Standard Version. Hallelujah. Revised Standard Version. Because Revised Standard Version actually use the language that the Greek or Aramaic was communicating. And it was that, go and make disciples of all nations. Hallelujah. So if you read in King James, you get it, but it doesn't really drop it the way it was dropped. So, in the Revised Standard Version, it said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Why do we say so? Because if you look at verse 19 and 20, the word teach or teaching was replicated, alright? In King James, you go back to King James, please. Let me just show you something. In King James, you see, teach all nations. Then, go to 20. 20. You say, teaching them. Now, the Greek words, teach and teach here, were not the same. Alright? Meaning that the first one was not teach. It was disciple. Hallelujah. Then the second one was teaching them. Glory to God. So, the Revised Standard Version stands out as the best translation of this scripture. Alright, so let's look at it this way. He said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Now he was not saying just go and tell them something. Mm -mm. There's a big difference between teaching somebody and making someone a disciple. Wide difference. Making disciples means that when you go and meet them, when you leave, they will follow. Hallelujah. It means that you will influence them in a way that they begin to practice what you brought as their own lifestyle. Are you understanding me? That's making a disciple. That means that you are already given a mandate to lead the people groups. Amen. You see, if people talk about leadership, and they talk about leadership like it's something that belongs to the world. Leadership, you see, leadership has been bestowed on the church. Hallelujah. Alright? It has been bestowed on the church to lead, to lead in the industry. To lead in business circles. To lead in politics. Are you understanding me? To lead in sports. To lead in business. To lead in education. To lead economically. And, And you know, as I'm talking about the church, some of you are thinking I'm talking about somebody else. I said, it's you I'm talking about. Hallelujah. You have been bestowed, it has been bestowed on you to lead. I'm saying all of this for me to at least arrive at where I can start the teaching. Amen? So I, I said, let me just show you Matthew 28 here. Inside of this great commission, there is an entrepreneurial mandate. Amen? Because that means that God expects us to communicate with the world. Amen? God expects us to, let me use the right term, interacts. Interact. With the various people groups that exist already in the world. God expects us to what? Interact. He expects us to interact in the business circles. He expects us to interact in the social and the sports circles. He expects us to interact in media. He expects us to interact with all the people groups. Not interact in a way to be influenced. No. To interact in a way to influence That means the interaction has to be deliberate. It has to be planned. It's a predetermined interaction. So I am going there to interact with them. This is what I want to achieve as I'm going there. It's predetermined. That means we shouldn't enter into circles that we just found ourselves in. No, no, no. We should deliberately plot to enter those circles. So a believer can wake up and say, I'm going into politics. And he can say, oh, in 2019, I'm going into politics, active politics. And then he's not in 2019, just wake up all morning and go and say, I want to contest, and start printing uh, um, um, uh, posters all over the place, and write uh, 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 something about this, a scripture on top of it, and I expect that he's going to win an election. That's That's the problem. No, 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 no. 2019 is four years, or three years away, four years away, yeah? It is now, the person, in 2019, I'm going to politics. It's predetermined. Then he starts doing what believers do. Hallelujah. To enter places the way they ought to enter. Are you understanding me? And then by the time that 2019 comes, he has penetrated. Hallelujah. Let me use another way to explain it. The truth is that if we don't have... I am not overlooking the fact that we have believers. We have believers in politics. We have believers in government. We have believers in sports. We have believers in music. We have believers everywhere. The problem is not that we don't have believers. The challenge is that we don't have believers that were prepared before they entered the circles. Are you understanding me? So even as they are in those circles, they don't even know what to do. They don't understand why they are there. You see, when you study, there are some books in the Bible, like the book of Esther. What that book is teaching you is explaining to you how a covenant person can function in a secular environment. Are you understanding me? So Esther was in the, polit- in the heart of the political Um, 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 activity going on. Are you understanding She was in the heart of it. At that time, that nation was like the superpower of the world. It's just like Esther was in White House. Are you understanding me? That's just how it was. And from that White House, she was making sure that Heaven's agenda was fulfilled. Are you getting the picture? So, she had distractions. She wanted to be politically correct. Are you understanding me? At certain points, you say, "Oh, uh, you know, it's not good that if you say we are are one, let's not uh, project our 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 origin or where we come from or our heritage so much." Mordecai said something to her. He said, "Look, you are there for such a time as this. If you don't bring salvation, God will bring it another way. So, fulfill your mandate." Are you understanding me? That means that Esther had been prepared to function in that space. Now, what God wants for us as a church is that if a believer wants to enter a circle, he shouldn't enter, just stumble into it. Never stumble. You see, there is no room for stumbling in our Christian faith. It's why it's called a Christian walk. Are you understanding me? It's called a walk. It's called a walk because we consciously step into spaces. And that means that we are prepared to enter that place. So a believer can say, look, in the next four years, I want to be... One of the dominant business figures in South South Nigeria. Are you understanding me? And then he is prepared to enter that space. If not, the waters of iniquity will drown him. Are you understanding me? So he said, "Oh, I want to enter that space in the media. The media is a powerful space. I'm going into that space, and I'm giving myself between now and 2017. I'm going to be in that space. Then." The preparation begins. Then he steps into that. Consciously. That's what we mean by apostles in the marketplace. Are you understanding me? That's what we mean when we say apostles in the marketplace. That means that God has raised them. God's calling and God's training can take 20 years. Are you understanding me? Every called man between cause and sense is a big gap. Are you understanding me? Come. The person comes. Before I say, go. (laughs) It can be five years. Are you understanding me? Because it might take me that long to explain where I want him to go to. Are you understanding me? I say, you, come. Um, Actually, I want you to go outside the gate. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? He say yes. Now, that gate, the gate, okay. The small gate has a problem. I'm explaining It is how you catch what I'm explaining that will determine how long I will stay explaining to you what I want you to do there. Are you understanding me? So, there is a calling, (laughs) and there is a sending. Amen! Are you understanding me? Alright, but let's, let's, let's come down to what we're talking about. So, I was using Esther's case, and I said, with Esther's example, you can see how people of God could be prepared for a particular environment. So someone can say, look, I want to change. Now, God is calling me into the medical field. Oh, God is calling me into education. And I'm going to bring about some change in the educational sector. And then, you don't just stumble into it. Like I mentioned earlier, there are several believers in several circles. And we must give credit to some of them that are making impact. But the reason why a lot of them are not... Making any difference is that they were not prepared. Hallelujah. They don't even know why they are there. And so, definitely, they will get carried away. They will be swept away. Are we together? Now, why are we saying, why are we teaching these things? You see some people think that the world was designed in such a way that if God said something listen to what I want to say is a very strong thing I want to say now that if God says something then no matter what it will happen. It's not true. It's not true. Let me explain something about God ultimate agenda. God's ultimate agenda will surely happen. But our individual involvement in the agenda can be altered. Are you understanding me? It can be affected. You study scripture, you will actually see how things operate spiritually. And you will have understanding. So, a believer must learn that if I have a role to play. It is my responsibility to apply myself to play that role. Amen. The message of the New Testament and the finished works of Christ does not remove the responsibility of the believer. Are you understanding? It doesn't. It doesn't remove the fact that you and I have. Our personal or what I call it, individual responsibilities to fulfill God's plan for our lives. So there are people listening to me today that are meant to be powerful people in different circles, in different spheres of influence. A group of men sat down some years ago and um, came up with something powerful that had been a blessing to the whole world, perhaps, especially to the church and the body of Christ. And it was a fact, I think it was one of the teachings we did one time, and I, okay, it was a training session, and um, I was dealing with that. So let me just mention a few things to you. And um, there's a man called Bill Bright, you know. Uh, he was the founder of uh, uh, what name of the organization i was a campus uh, international campus ministry and um, it was a ministry that operated for many years but he brought about a concept it was scriptural to explain that every modern society is run by Or influenced in seven different ways. And so he came up with what he called the seven spheres of influence. And so I'll just mention them quickly and then I'll talk a little about them. He mentioned the fact that these seven spheres of influence are also what you might call The pillars of every society. Glory to God. They are the pillars of every society. So let's have them up there. Yeah. I have um, a a grouping here. The first here, he talked about the fact that there is a business and economic sphere of influence. That means there are some people that that's where they function. That's how they influence their world. Through business or economy. Then he mentioned the second, not in any particular order, is government and politics. That's important. How they influence the world is through government and politics. You might say, "Oh, as Obama influenced the world, yes, at least with gay stuff." Amen. (laughs) And how did he do it? He didn't do it through business. He did it through politics and governance. And he trying to push that for every nation to swallow. Glory to God. So he's influencing the world through government or politics. The third sphere of influence is the media. The media. There are people that are strong media personalities. That they've used the media to change the way the world functions. Um when the UK um, some years back and um, there was um an investigation going on because the dominant um, media outfit in the UK is Sky, right? Which uh, people like uh, the man called Rupert Mudok was is the CEO or chairman. And so there was a, a, an issue going on, they invited him to come and explain his part and all that and all that. And they said, look, this man <laughs> is almost, if, he's not, he's not, he's from Australia. Are you understanding me? Mean? But he has the most dominant news media in Europe. That means that he could influence the way people think. What happened in our country? Some people don't even know what happened in our country for a government, a sitting government, to lose power. You know, the work didn't start when they announced, they blow the whistle and said, Poo, let the election start. That's not when the work started. There are people that sat down and said, we're going to change the way Nigeria thinks about a sitting president. Alright? We're going to change the way Nigeria perceives a sitting president. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to make sure that we keep exposing his followers and his faults on a regular basis until there'll be a general disrespect. Did they not achieve it? Are you Are you Consistently, consistently, consistently. You call they call it propaganda. Are you Propaganda. Right on what they call disinformation. Disinformation is not misinformation. Disinformation is that you got a wrong information. Disinformation is that I'm purposely passing across information I want you to get, which is wrong. Amen. (laughs) Are you understanding me? So steadily, steadily, steadily until someone will believe. Are you getting the picture? This is how the media can affect you. Have been raised not just by the school you went to. You have also been raised by the media. Of your generation, are you understanding me? So, how you think is influenced by the media? Let's not just stay there. Let's move further. So, we have the next sphere of influence: arts, entertainment, sports. Take it or leave it. You know, um, what's the name of that guy? Um, um, there were two guys that were boxing: Floyd, Mark Weather, some, something. And then what's the other guy's name? Uh, Joe, some, 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 Mark, uh, the Filipino. You know, and that was just all over the press. You understand? That? People were following it. You know, this other, yeah. You know? Or is it the European League, the Premier League? You understand? That? The characters that have stood out have become have become icons and models for the youths of this generation. So when you say, "I want to be like David," so who is David? But you say, oh, David Beckham. Are you telling me? It's not David the King in the Bible. Because some of them don't even know David the King in the Bible. So, how has Beckham influenced his world? He went to America and set up uh, like a football college or something like that. You know, something like that. Entertainment, sports. We have another sphere, education. Science and technology. So that that's where they're influencing the world from. That's where they're influencing the world from. That's where they're changing things. You know, um, traveling, even last year, I had the opportunity, I was sharing the story here about our brother in um, um, Virginia. Not uh, our pastor, uh, brother Alex. And... I began to understand, you know, of course, I've read all those things and all that, but I began to understand how somebody can, in the lab, stay, he sits in the lab, but he's changing the world from the lab. He invited me to his lab, you know. Then he was doing um, his, 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 okay, I just rounded off his master's program, he's doing his PhD now. Then I said, oh, what do you do, because they sit there, they're there morning till night, they sleep there sometimes. What do you do in the lab? So I went there and I saw that <laughs> there are different places to influence the world from. Amen. I, I shared it last year when I came and I said they were designing, um, they went robotics and all that. So they were designing um, the um, running. What do they call now? They were writing programs, you know, that will help them control the movements. Of all those robots okay and then 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 i was seeing the kind of things they were doing by all standards we should we are aware in our world but when i got there i saw things i would never seen before are you understanding me then and i was asking myself i said if this place because i was talking to him if this place is this sophisticated then how is nasa because then I say oh, no, no, those are the big boys. He said, no, no, you say this one you are doing is small. He said, yes, those are the big boys. <laughs> so I said, then what will they be doing there? So there are people influencing the world from this circle. Hallelujah. They are sitting in the university. And then he thought, uh, He opened my eyes to something. To see how um, in the developed world, how the business sector interacts with the educational community. Are you understanding me? How it is that... Let's give an example now. Uh, Dangote, alright? He has several uh, factories and uh, um, industries around Nigeria. Then he says, look, I want a better way on how we could... uh, We need to design a program on how our uh, factories can produce... um, three times the tons of cement that we produce, you know, uh, and they say, I need someone to come up with an idea. He doesn't sit his staff down and say, think. He just goes to a business research department of USD. eh? And says, if you produce these results, I need so-so from you. One master student, that would be his research. Are you understanding? His research is to find out how Dangote industry can produce so 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 so. in a space of three to six months he will come up with a thesis or a document and then they will implement it and achieve that. Then Dangote now will be saying that every year I'll be giving USD a grant of a hundred million. That's how he contributes. Of that hundred million, the business research has maybe twenty percent, the rest of the university has are you understanding me? That's how they interact. So you see that these guys in the school are part of the success of the business out there in Ogun State or somewhere. Are you understanding me? You, as if you have entered the lecture that. <laughs> Alright, so we now go to the next family. Family is another way in which a world is influenced. The devil knows that. And that's why he's trying to attack the family structure to make us uh, begin to try to begin to ask questions about the model family structure. Is it Adam and Steve or is it Adam and Eve? You understand that? Is it Adama and Eve or is it Adam and Eve? You understand that? So we don't know whether someone's also have two mothers or two fathers. And the issue is that as long as that structure is affected, the world is influenced forever. Are you understanding me? Mean? Because it means that you'll be sitting down and uh, on television, you know, they sh- they're showing a wedding. And then your children grew up knowing that a wedding is a man and a woman that normally went. And then for this time they see a man wearing black, they see another man wearing white. Are you understanding me? Mean? Then they begin to ask, ah, uh, that it was happening, you know. And then you, you don't know how to explain it. Then you say, oh, sometimes men marry men. Are you understanding me? You know, sometimes women marry women. Are you understanding me? So the point is that the devil knows that this family structure is one way in which society is influenced. You ask a lot of people, even some of them that are pushing all these rights. You know, they will tell you that, oh, my mother was the one that taught me this, or my father was the one that taught me this. There is a definite reason. Why God established that there must be a male and a female figure in the development of a child. Are you understanding me? Because both have a a contribution they make for that person or individual to be fully developed. Alright? You might have single mothers or single fathers. It still doesn't change the fact that a man should marry a man. Are you understanding me? Because God designed it that way. That a man and a woman will raise a child. Alright? And uh, that dysfunctionality you see um, in, in marriages is influencing the society and making people not to be able to, some of them are not even able to exhibit their full potential. They are talented, they are gifted, but there's a flaw in their personality because of how they were raised. Amen. So family is a strong way that the society is influenced. Then lastly, religion. Now, the reason why we say religion, for us you say church. But religion, religion has shaped society. Um, there are people that um, grew up and all they knew was Islam. Are you understanding me? And uh, that's the way they think. And so there are people, religious leaders all over the world, whether you call it uh, a religious Christian leaders or religious um, Islamic leaders, that have influenced the world. If the Pope today tells all the Catholics that they should uh, not vote. A good number of them will not vote. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you understand that? So, uh, through religion, he is influencing the world. Uh, when um, in Nigeria here, the late General Abacha was to ass- um, um, a- a- assassinate or kill or sentence the uh, Saruwa to death, you know, uh, the Pope came to see him. You understand that? I said, please don't kill him. Now, if he's a normal person, understand him, you understand that? You know, a normal level-headed person. It sounds like the influence of the Pope comes to say, don't kill him. You know that if you go ahead and kill him, all will not be well. You understand that? All will not beware. Well. So he went ahead and killed him, and he too has died. Amen. So, the point is this. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. The point is that you know, there's a way things are connected that you can't explain. Are you understanding me? But if someone in the person of a pope walks up to a president and says, so, so, and so, he has his own influence. Glory to God. He has his own influence. He has his own way of pushing his, his, his agenda, all right, in every political space. So, that's through religion. Now, I've taken time to mention this. To bring you to a thought. And the thought I want to bring you to is this. That in your life, if you are going to influence your society, it will be through one of these circles. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? It will be through one of these circles of influence. It will be through one of these. And when you find that this is the space that God has positioned you in, you have to understand how things work in that place. You have to understand how things work in that place. I was talking to someone one time, and then you know, if I say, "Oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to," you know, the person really wants to do a great. I met a of young people I want to do great things, you know. And then we went somewhere to eat, and the person didn't know how to use cutlery. He doesn't know where, where the fork is supposed to be. He doesn't know where the knife is supposed to be. He doesn't know where the spoon is supposed to be. I said, "Listen, there are some spaces that you want to enter. That those things." Define you. Are you understanding me? Those things define you. They define you. And so, go and prepare yourself. You are not ready. Amen. Go and prepare yourself. Praise God. So, where are you functioning from? Let's start from there. Where are you functioning from? Some of you, as I was talking, you've already seen, ah, this is where you fall into. This is the place from which you are influencing society. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not asking where you found yourself. I'm asking where you are supposed to influence society from. Um, there's a, there, there, there are people that are lecturers. But the lecturing platform is not how they are influencing society. Am I communicating? It's not from that lecturing platform that influences society. Have you not seen some lecturers that are actively involved in politics? Praise God. Yes, the lecturing might have given them some level of respect, but you, they cannot, their contribution to the world is not through the educational platform. Hallelujah. So where am I supposed to be influencing my world from? Is it through business? Is it through politics? Is it through the media? Is it through entertainment? Is it through education? Is it through um, family? I'll give you an example. Now this means that everybody can influence society. How John Wesley, John Wesley had a brother, I think it was Charles. Both of them were in ministry. It's their mother that raised children that will influence society through the church. Are you understanding me? So, she used a family platform to influence society. She gave the world John Wesley. The Bush family in America is one of the most prominent and influential families in America. It has produced two presidents, might produce a third, might produce a third. I produced governors, senators. There was a mother and a father that raised the family and said these children are going to lead this nation. So from where as we were growing up, they were raised to provide leadership. Are you understanding me? That was a family platform that was used to influence the world. Am I communicating? So that mother is a world changer. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Because some mothers have given the world armed robbers. Some mothers have given the world terrorists. Amen. Are you understanding me? So if a mother gives the world a president, (laughs) she's a world changer. So let's assume your calling in life too. So that'll yeah, say you know, my calling is just to raise my children. Okay. Influence the world that way. Praise God. Um there's um, a publication, if I'm not mistaken, uh I forgot now, it's not time. It's not time, I think one of those international publications a few years back named Pastor Enoch Adeboye as one of the most, the first 100 uh, 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 persons, most influential persons in the world. You know, has influenced the world? It's not true maths. Amen. has influenced the world? It's as a religious leader, you might call him. Are you understanding me? He has influenced the world. That's the platform. So the choice here is for you to know that this is the circle you are functioning for. With this, I'll stop here. So this is just my introduction on the entrepreneurial mandate. I'll continue next Sunday, 7 a.m. Hallelujah. And uh, to just be for the 7 a.m. meetings. Glory to God. Just bow your head and begin to thank God for this morning and giving praise. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith2faithonline.org or call us on 234 806 361 3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Thank you.